0: Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to our October Microsoft Teams news update. So as always, I'm joined by Microsoft Teams expert and co-founder of Empowering Cloud, Tom Abuthnot. And together we're going to be running through uh, all the latest news with our a panel of expert guests this month. Uh, and we've got lots to talk about. So let's jump
1: in. Tom, how's it going? Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Yeah. So it continues to be busy. So it wasn't, you know, we said last month that normally it's quiet in August and it hasn't been quiet. And yet again, there's a whole bunch of new releases and updates. So even pre-ignite, which normally Microsoft start pulling stuff back to announce at Ignite, they're still dropping some pretty big announcements. So we've got some good stuff to talk about today.
0: Indeed. It is the gift that just keeps on giving, haven't we? So, and, and we've got some hot news to kick off today with, and, and, you know, it really, you know, it was, uh, Literally within the last 24 hours, this news came out about uh, Microsoft live events being replaced with their new town hall solution. Tell us more.
1: Yeah, this is an exciting one. So you say this news has just dropped publicly, but, um, essentially Microsoft are in- introducing a new type of uh, meeting called town halls. Um, as the name suggests, this is your large scale internal event. So bringing all hands together basically. Uh, and this will replace what was teams live events. So teams live events will live on for another 12 months in terms of support. It will be formally retired September, 2024, but all the innovation is going into the town hall. I think what's particularly interesting here is uh, Microsoft are also bringing in their own ECDN, their uh, enterprise content delivery network. So they previously acquired peer five and now they're bringing that first party into town hall as part of teams premium. So. If you're a team's premium customer, you get additional capabilities. And this is a theme we're seeing time and time again. Now you get some stuff in the base license for Microsoft teams, but if you want the, the, all the bells and all the whistles, you need to be premium licensed.
0: Superb. And, and in terms of the the name town halls, I was just talking to Ryan a moment ago offline, but you know, does that kind of just pigeonhole it as a town hall solution? Or is this a, just a, a generally a one-to-many solution for, you know, all, all different occasions?
1: I mean, it's really that large event scenario. So like teams on itself can go up to a thousand users for a regular kind of meeting meeting, um, but this is where you're into the thousands of users. And it's more a, a, a broadcast scenario, So, the the ECDN lets you broadcast out, it has the green room scenario to control the, control the event behind the scenes, that kind of thing. So yeah, it wouldn't be for 50 people, but it would be in the, the, the hundreds and thousands, it tops out at 20,000 to give you some idea of scale.
0: Great stuff. Well, let's uh, jump onto to our next news story, which uh, some would say is even hotter, which was uh, Copilot, uh, more on Copilot. It was just announced that. Uh more
1: on copilot could be a could be a topic every every month at the moment
0: yeah i mean about how many times is it going, actually going to get announced i mean that's the first question he's answering but um, you know but they did announce it again this uh, in the last few days uh saying that uh it, it was going to go ga so tell us more on that
1: yeah so we actually got a ga date and a lot earlier than most of us thought it would come so first of november um critical thing being here is there's some gotchas which is enterprise customers first November so it's it's 300 seats and up kind of to get involved and it's you have to be enterprise and you have to be commercially direct with Microsoft so opening up to a lot more people I was speaking to an organization today that's getting in the mix and like seems like a lot of organizations are going to get in As quickly as they can just to understand how this works and how it it impacts them, Um, but not yet for those kind of SMB mid-market type customers. And again, interesting that Microsoft's doing this all commercially direct, so there's no option for partners at the moment to resell those licenses, it is just direct. I think that's in the main because they want to control and understand the experience. but it's interesting from a partner point of view that there's a lot of push on partners to get customers ready for CoPilot. But commercially, they all have to transact direct with Microsoft.
2: It's It's been interesting to kind of watch the public sentiment as well with, um, with CoPilot and pricing and all that. I think when it was first announced with pricing, uh, there was some some vocal sticker shock uh, commentary out there about that. But I've been kind of surprised because I was also kind of a sticker shock moment for me. I'm like, wow, really? Okay. Um, But I've been surprised to see how much the commentary has kind of warmed up toward it. Um, And it's, I think that as more analysis has gone on and people have done their due diligence in comparing it with other solutions and how much those solutions cost, I think most organizations are coming into a place where they realize it's not going to be for every user, but we're comfortable with kind of where it's landed price-wise. So it's, it's interesting to see that evolve over the last month or so.
3: I, th- I think the the key there, obviously, it's in within your 365 data center security, your policies, you're not then going to a third party, just because you can save five bucks. Is it really worth the risk of putting your data in the, another cloud somewhere else, etc. So I think, yeah, as you say, it'll be not for everyone, but it'll be for maybe those power users.
1: Yeah, I think you I think you're on it there, Graham. It's a lot of like, well, if we don't do this, we know full well, our people are going to use, you know, Google Bard or chat gpt or bing chat consumer and the commercial risk of people doing that is quite high you know there's there's safeguarding on all these tools but like there's a very different level of uh guarantee about where your data goes in in the consumer tools versus the enterprise tools so um, if you don't give people the enterprise option will they go off and just use consumer tools
4: and the, the further we get along with this because i know we we had this kind of Theoretical conversation about some of the value that Copilot could bring in the day of the life, and you know, maybe save that thirty dollars within the first hour. And I think um, through demonstration by Microsoft and through some videos showing capability, I think people are getting much more of a, of a grasp of what that could actually look like, and um, becoming much more confident in, in their ability for um, for for ROIing. Um, that that thirty dollars, and um uh, so yeah not that it's not going to take some training and um it's not necessarily just turn it on and everything uh, magically happens, but the opportunity that uh, customers can potentially seize seems you know very clear at, at, at this point um and mainstream
2: but speaking of which there is some good training showing up out there for for Copilot at this stage uh they're they're ahead of the curve on that so Um, like you mentioned, there's, there's, there's definitely a curve there, but there's already some good resources. I'm seeing surface out on socials and all the other places where that stuff gets shared, um, they're, they're making sure people are ready to know how to use it. So,
1: yeah, I was talking to somebody, it's a really good point. I was talking to somebody on the early access program and they said they felt like it's at the stage where do you remember on like, you know, on Google, you used to have to be like clever about operators. So you do like. You know speech marks and or not and like you'd really hunt for an article he said it feels like the ai is at that stage where you have to know how to drive it like you have to know do a really good prompt work it out and he his you know uh synopsis was like it will probably get better over time and it will get more accessible but right now there's definitely going to be a training uplift for your typical user to get them to get the value out of it
0: well, the race is on, but let's move on to the next story. Next one's really interesting as well. I thought, Tom, a uh, little bit more towards the kind of world of extended reality, Microsoft Mesh. It enters preview in October, uh and it includes a Microsoft Teams experience.
1: Yeah, this has been a this has been a long time coming. This one. So we've talked about this. We've had it. I can't remember. Someone might be able to tell me the call if it was the ignite before last i feel like it was where mesh was going to change the world and it was like everything was going to be mesh all the time and then it kind of died down a little bit and obviously meta made that big strategic switch to be all in on uh kind of virtual reality Uh, so this is microsoft bringing something finally to market um it will be available in public preview in october and it is it's a step beyond at the moment we have in the box we have the avatars where you can do a 2D video call and you can have an avatar but this will be the proper walk around the room 3D with the um initially with the Meta Quest VR devices if you want to be full VR or in the PC kind of you yeah, moving yourself around in a static way. Uh, I I'm slightly cynical about this. I, I think we'll see how it gets adopted. It's it's fun I'd like to try it out um but I'm I'll be interested to see what the use cases are. Um certainly we've heard things like, you know, onboarding people into a business where you have a virtual onboarding session where they come in and they get fully engaged. But uh, yeah, I don't know if others are are more bullish on this than I am.
2: I think I'm more than slightly cynical about it. Uh, it, it, But I've always kind of towed that part of the line when it comes to virtual reality and all that. But uh, there's interesting use cases. I just got done watching a little bit ago. um, Meta's kind of did an interview with their, brand new capabilities as well, where it, they're wearing their gear, but their faces in this little virtual space are like, it was Mark Zuckerberg. And I forget the interviewer. Very, very, very realistic. Like two people sitting in a room, looking at each other, really hard to tell it was AI um, that generating all that. But I still found myself thinking, but why? and so i i was still struggling with i'm like it's amazing that's but why and then i was reading a little bit of it right i'm like you know but and i was reading about it and it said that it took like 2 to 3 days for them to get their avatars scanned in and built up properly i'm like that's a heck of an onboarding right there so um I, you know i i'm yeah a little more than skeptical on it it is amazing technology microsoft side included um i think it's just wise to have it integrated with teams right away because that's where they'll get any kind of natural traction with it being used um but I, I i'm kind of a sit back and watch it myself as well
3: but also you know go back to the 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 old question of what problem are you trying to solve with this what what, what are we what are we trying to fix what's broken about meetings like this
2: That that's where my mind is on it right i'm just like are we if in a hybrid world where we're all geographically dispersed and we're trying to bridge that gap, is there part of the gap that's still missing that I'm I'm missing? I don't I don't know. So that that this would be solving for? Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the industrial use cases for mixed reality, you know, solutions, virtual reality solutions, fantastic. I think if you're just looking to replace the meeting room, then it's going to have to be a highly collaborative, touchy feely kind of
1: experience to be able to kind of get to that point and. Yeah, that, that, that walk around the car design kind of scenarios is, is interesting, isn't it? Like, like that's your job and you, you want to show the team what the car's like. Let's all walk around it. That, that seems interesting.
3: Yeah, or the jet engine and whatever, like they showed at Ignite many years ago with a HoloLens. I get that, yeah.
1: Yeah, surgical training, blo- exploding things out, like education, really interesting, I guess. So yeah, maybe there is some.
0: I got the first edition right up here and I've just pre-ordered the new one because I thought I, I'm going to have to see what, how, how, how good things have got. Because if if consumerization really does happen in the next 12 months, especially with the Apple uh, Vision Pro coming through, then, you know, we are going to see more of these.
1: Yeah, Apple have the ability to move markets, don't they, as well. Apple have that ability of, like, they make things mainstream. So let's see what they bring. And that they're, they're going down the kind of AR as much as the VR thing, aren't they? but for
0: under $500, you know, and, and this is third gen. Now, um, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good piece of kit when it arrives. So I'll let you know, <laughs> moving on to the next exciting news, uh, item. Tom, we, we said we'd talk about shared calling.
1: Yeah. This is, um, uh, come out as GA actually, uh, yesterday at the time of recording. So again, very hot off the press. Um, we did talk about this on a previous show, but as a reminder, uh, This is the ability to share a single phone number and a calling plan. So pay-as-you-go calling plan in Microsoft land or potentially uh, direct routing or operator connect, um, over multiple users. So there are some organizations that just don't give a single phone number to every single user. They might have a bunch of users that share a, a main DDI teams never really had that capability. So this is interesting because it potentially unlocks a whole lot of those e5 customer base that were like we're not going to buy the for everybody but now they can just light them up the team's phone either as part of a journey away from the existing pbx or just full stop like that could be their permanent state of being if they don't need a ddi they just make the occasional call and they're good to go
2: should simplify a lot of rules on spcs uh coming in so <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. I think this will have a this will be the thing that causes a meaningful bump of the team's phone seats. Um, so we're at seventeen million now. I know there's lots of E5 customers out there that aren't intending to light up every single user, even though they've got the license, because they're just like we don't need to pay that two, three dollars per user because they just don't make enough calls for us to bother. But if it's if there's no per user overhead other than the consumption costs or maybe some channel cost from the operators, they might reconsider that.
0: Uh, Not quite as exciting as AI and uh, the Metaverse and extended reality, Tom. But you know, hey, it it solves a yeah.
1: We're going, we're going, we're going to the opposite end of technology now. This
0: it solves an actual problem that exists, right? So, you know, hats off to Microsoft. Okay, next up, we said we talk about ATAs on Teams uh, SIP gateway.
1: Yeah, yeah. So another old school technology coming to the cloud. Uh, So this is analog telephony adapters for those not familiar with the acronym. Uh, Again, Microsoft announced this good six months ago um, the fact that you could bring an ATA and what that allowed you to do is take an analog handset. So maybe it's a a Lyft phone or a specialist phone that runs on copper, put it through a gateway and connect it to Microsoft Teams to make and receive calls. Uh, We got that announcement a a while ago, but we didn't actually get the formal support. But now if you go to the um, SIP uh, gateway documentation and we'll link it in the show notes, you can see that there are various ATAs that are supported Um, audio codes having the most and there's some from I think Poly as well Uh, so you can connect those analog devices should you want to directly to the cloud via those ATOs.
3: Just to clarify on that one is that just pure audio Uh, because I know there's still a lot of requests for people doing fax as a T38 is it going to support them?
1: really good clarification it is pure audio at this time i don't think microsoft want the pain uh, i've I've deployed Fax on ata and i know how painful it is it's possible but it's not fun um,
3: there's still some use cases
1: oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i imagine it would technically work because there's no reason it logically wouldn't but uh, I, I imagine there's a supportability concern there of like who who makes that work if it doesn't work um, but you're right. there The use cases are still out there, and people still do have that have that use case.
4: I, I was just asking that question for the younger younger generation of of listeners. No,
1: it's about three and a half days of pro services to try and get it working, is what it is.
3: <laughs> it's used by sales guys. They sit by it at the end of the quarter and they just you know collect the paper.
4: <laughs> is that one of those things that both of us have to have the same box or a box? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, moving on. So. Uh,
0: next up, uh, more of a local one for the, uh, the, the Brits, uh, watching, uh, BT launched teams phone mobile in the UK. Tom.
1: Yeah, this has been a long time coming. So we, 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 it's funny. We're diving in from old technology to new technology theme by theme here. So this is the new technology of being able to go to a mobile operator by a single phone number that is also that is your mobile number, but is also your team's number, so it's not call forwarding it's not you know sim ring it literally is you would get a number from bt and it would be your mobile number and you can make and receive calls on the mobile native dialer but also that will presence off hook you on teams that will be your team's voicemail if you've got compliance call recording in teams it is a Teams phone call so your mobile calls will be compliance recorded as well um bt were one of the launch partners it was first talked about publicly way back in october 2022 um, so it took a while for them to get to market but yes now we have an option in the uk which is really exciting
0: nice and it is a very seamless experience isn't it? i mean this is effectively the the kind of fmc you know fixed mobile convergence solution is that correct
1: yeah it's kind of fmc but done differently because the the mobile operator is in incorpor- is integrating directly with the ucas player so previously it was kind of trying to bring the, the pbx and the mobile together on-premises, you know, with forking and simring, whereas this this time they're they're working together on the back end. It's not just Microsoft like Cisco have a WebEx Go option, Zoom or no doubt have something in the work. So I think it, it's going slower than I thought it would. The mobile operators take a while to market these things and also they're all charging a premium for it at the moment. So they'll charge you for a business plan. Then they'll charge you an extra fee for be the, the privilege of Teams phone mobile. And um, I think as more and more operators come into play that premium will drop away and it will just become, if you buy a business mobile, obviously it works with your Webex, your, your Zoom or your Microsoft, whatever you prefer.
0: Great frontline worker solution or, you know, uh, uh, I suppose, a um, a knowledge worker solution,
1: but, um, yeah, it, it's really big for FinServe because that recording mobiles is a real pain. So if you can pick up all the compliance recording for Teams for your meetings, for your calls, and for your mobile calls. Um, that's a real pain point and an expensive solution that you can kind of tick off. Yeah, that's a very good point.
0: Good stuff, right. Well, also some, an, an announcement I know uh, very close to Ryan's heart. I know, I think uh, Ryan's going to want to chime in on this one, but uh, a new Surface Hub uh, 3 um, was launched uh, and just in the last week. Uh, something quite interesting on this one. Tom, do you want to uh, just
1: take us through that update as well? Yeah, I don't want to see Ryan Thunder, so Ryan, why don't you uh, take us over it? That
4: sounds great. Yeah, it's super exciting that we have a new Surface Hub, uh, Surface Hub 3, which is uh, completely unexpected on the name side. <laughs> uh, so this device, um, I think that the really, really noteworthy part is that uh, it is um, really coming into the team's room on windows family formally and so i think we had referred to surface hub as a teams room because it could join teams meetings you know previously um, with its current experience but this is going to be running the same application that many of us know and love uh in teams rooms um and that that is the the teams room on windows experience and so um, for a variety of reasons that unlocks a lot of opportunities for uh for for customers because they can manage this. Uh, it really, I guess, if you, it becomes like other teams' rooms. They have with some unique differentiators. It's, it's mobile capability. Um, it has a ability to uh, rotate. Uh, so, the, this idea that that device could be used in either a portrait or landscape mode. You know, we can use it with a battery, and then it's got uh, a pretty exciting experience in terms of what they do with 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 active pens and, and inking. And so, that rotation is on the. The 50-inch device, not the 85-inch device. That is the general story. And there's really three potential ways for customers that uh, want this Hub 3 experience to get it. One of them is they can uh, pre-order that new Hub, uh, and it will begin shipping December 5th. Uh, There's also an upgrade pack. If they have a Hub 2S that they can upgrade, and that upgrade pack comes with that Teams Room experience preloaded on it. It also physically unlocks the rotation capability. And so that, that comes. Uh, and the third is uh, there is going to be a way to get uh, an upgrade just to the operating uh, experience, the application and uh, an operating system um, for existing Hub 2S customers that will come um, further down the line in the future. And, and so there'll be an a over-the-wire uh, upgrade experience that could be managed and controlled um, that doesn't involve the the rotation side, um, for, um, or that that compute cartridge also has some additional compute and memory and, and capacity. Uh, but
1: do you think somebody's going to MacGyver a 3D printed uh, hinge unlock mechanism?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's more than actually. Even if you were to physically unlock it, uh, it's still not going to rotate. Um, so yeah, I think that that side of it. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. You know, I think this is interesting. Uh, there is uh, there is an option. Not all customers have to move to this immediately. If there's something related to the existing experience that they want, they can hold that for a couple more years. Um, and then others may choose to to go you know immediately. And then along with that, there's some interesting futures. So you can um, discussion around a center of table experience for it as well. Um, autopilot um, and uh, cloud applications. So all, all three of these are of um interesting um uh, concepts uh, to to think of in conjunction with with surface hub three as as a team's room
1: and this will be the first windows mtr board effectively because there's lots of good oem options on the market for boards but they are the mtra variant so it'd be interesting to see side by side different different price points different functionality but what customers go for and if there's a a meaningful Reason to because Surface Hub is more of a premiumly priced device. Like, is that jump worth it for customers?
3: I don't think they've announced any pricing, have they, for that upgrade module yet? That's not uh, been talked about.
4: Uh, the, uh, the module is the module is twenty six ninety nine. Um, yeah, and the 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 Hub three fifty inch is ninety four ninety nine, so five hundred dollars more than the existing Hub, and the eighty five inch Hub um, is twenty four nine nine nine, I think is if you have to ask.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is set to be a pretty cool piece of equipment in the future, isn't it? With co- we're loaded with Copilot in a room with the extras. It's gonna be a pretty cool experience.
4: Yeah, so I think there was, during the demonstration, it's a great point, Rob, they, they showed um, the, the copilot pilot uh, for Microsoft Whiteboard experience. And so this idea of having, um, yeah, having really capable hardware and um, yeah, in that particular example, yeah, this idea of this kind of ideation where you're looking to just kind of get started, which is a lot of the, the, the role of AI is, is you know, help me kind of get started and um, organize some ideas or get a discussion going. And so yeah, I think there's some I- interesting uh, goodness coming to Microsoft Whiteboard um, with, with Copilot that I guess in fairness won't just come to Hub, but will come to Microsoft Whiteboard in general
1: i guess interesting while we're talking about surface we didn't put it on the lineup but it was interesting to see uh Panay has um jumped over to amazon to do devices there so it'll be interesting to see how that impacts i mean he was obviously a big driving force behind the whole surface brand and line of products it'll be interesting to see what changes there
0: i doubt it will slow microsoft's momentum
4: yeah it will be interesting He
0: was it uh, certainly lots going on and we're really looking to looking forward now to what up and coming uh, Microsoft Ignite, um, But and, and that's a nice segue into our, uh, you know, uh, you know, our events piece, uh, Tom. We've got a few events coming up. It is event season. Microsoft Ignite way out there. But, you know, we've got some some stuff coming up soon. What have we got?
1: Yeah, you say, Ignite's a little way out there, but we're all looking forward to it. But in the meantime, it's, yeah, it's it's event season. I feel like I'm a, in a different place every week at the moment. It's all go. So UC Expo next week in London, and that's a, a, the big kind of European UC shows. That's 4th and 5th of October um various sessions there with uh i'm doing sessions on both days microsoft speakers external speakers and they're, they're really putting a lot of effort into bringing customers in which i love is like proper customer conversation not just pitch fest all day Um so strongly recommend that do watch out on the fourth we're having a, a train and tube strike in the uk of course so that's brilliant for a uc show um but i, so I imagine it will be more balanced traffic wise between the fourth and the fifth this year which will be interesting to see Uh, Then we've got South Coast Summit, 13th and 14th of October in the UK. So that's another big community conference. Actually, the main day is on a Saturday. So for people that can't go to weekday shows, that's a really good one. Uh, Microsoft Envision in the UK, which Sati is actually talking at. So that's really exciting. I've got a seat for that. That was quite hard to get a seat for, apparently. So excited for that one, 18th of October. Um, And for those joining for online events, we've got uh, Caruana Katimu for Teams Fireside Chats. Uh, and she's uh, very plugged in and everything that's going around Microsoft 365 and, of course, Copilot. So, uh, 25th of October will be. Uh covering lots of co pilot goodness in that session, I think.
0: And Tom, and for anyone looking to um tune into Microsoft Ignite, which is I know a bit out there right now, but um can you can you actually attend this year or is it is it best
1: uh, viewed online? Well you could. You could you could, but it's sold out already. So um yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's I think I can't remember it was three thousand, four thousand seat count, but it's all sold out. So you can still attend online, but all the in-person tickets are now gone.
0: Superb, well, we look forward to that. Uh, well, that is it from us. Um, if you are new to UC today, subscribe. If you're not, then give us a like or a comment or even a share uh, of this video, it's always appreciated. And if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and you wanna be part of the conversation, you can join myself, Tom, and our special guests here on LinkedIn and Twitter or X, and our social links are in the description. So thanks to Tom, thanks to our guest speakers and to everyone for joining us. We'll be back again next month. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today, thanks for watching.